Well, I didn't mention it when I was up here before, but for those that don't know me, my name is Derek. It's my privilege to be the lead pastor at Faith Church, and uh, I want to continue this uh, theme of thankfulness here this morning as well. A couple things I've been thinking about. Um, One is, I am super thankful for all of the volunteers that serve behind the scenes at Faith Church, and I I just want us all to be thoughtful and aware of the fact of what it takes to serve God. Uh, in, our, in our town and in our world, and, and it's not just a staff uh, at Faith Church. I'm just so thankful for worship team and student ministry volunteers and children's ministry volunteers and ushers and uh, other volunteers. There's tech people that just put in hours to make sure that you, Faith Online, can be part of what's going on here in the worship center. And, uh, and I know I'm, I'm not mentioning them all, just lots of people. So if you're one of them, thank you. If you see one of them working so hard, would you thank them? Uh, again, that's one of God's, uh, I think, ways he gives us grace and love is through all those that are serving, using their own time and their gifts and all that God has made them uh, to serve the church family. So thankful for them. And... Thankful for 25 people here in the worship center and 25 over in the community center and all of you on Faith Online, but maybe even a little more thankful that next Sunday we're going back to 100 people in this room. So that's great. Um, So I know that uh, the the freeze has kind of continued. The the two-week freeze has been extended in a lot of areas, and that can be difficult on us, as we've already talked about this morning. But one really encouraging thing is that the governor uh, and and all the, the leaders saw fit that Faith communities, churches, and, and, and a few other exceptions could gather in larger numbers. And, and we're going to continue to do that as safely as we can. So thankful for that. All right, well, uh, I want to start this morning by reading you uh, from Psalm 100. And I just want you to listen. Now, you could turn there if you'd like and read along. But, or, or just feel free to listen and, and let it see how it strikes you, I guess, is what I'm asking you. Hear the words of Psalm 100. And, and, I wanna, and you can be honest with yourself. See how it strikes you. See how your heart responds to these words, okay? Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all the generations. Amen? Amen. Amen. So here's something to think about. And I'm not sure as you heard those words, how they resonated, where you are in your life right now, where the circumstances are affecting your heart, and and how uh, openly or joyfully you felt you could respond to these words. You know, when when I read the words, make a joyful noise, some of us do that. You know, whether it's inside our hearts or outside of our mouths. Uh, And when I say amen... Amen, as, and when I say amen, kind of with a question mark at the end, it's an, it's an invitation to respond, but it's not, it's not telling you to respond. When I say amen, it's asking, is, is that true? Do, do you agree? Is, is God at work in that way? You know, and, and uh, I don't want us to just say amen as repetition. I don't want us to, sh- to fake 
a joyful noise, right? Because, um, because for some, this holiday season, for some of us, it's going to be easy to celebrate. You know, we, we, ha- we just got done with Thanksgiving, and that was a time of joy and Thanksgiving, and perhaps that was easy for you. And as I read those words, perhaps you resonated and are so thankful to the Lord. But for, perhaps for others, 2020 may have bogged us down a bit. And some of the things swirling around us may have made it difficult to kind of resonate with that heart of thankfulness. And that's okay. Um, Sometimes the holiday season can kind of put a, I think, kind of make us feel a little pressure. I got to be happy. I got to be thankful. I got to really mean it when I say Merry Christmas. Um, And as Christians, we've talked about this already this morning, as Christians, we do have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? When we we take a minute and we really think and we go to his word and we consider who God is, we do have a lot to be thankful for, uh, and we certainly want to celebrate those things. Um, But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that God ignores our pain or doesn't know what we're going through or doesn't understand when our hearts just don't, Leap for joy quite as naturally. It doesn't mean that God ignores our pain or that we have to fake it. Um, this, this week at staff meeting, each and every week, the staff gather and have an opportunity to pray for you, our church family, for specific things that we hear about, but for you all in general as well. And uh, something that was, was raised to our attention this week in staff meeting was just kind of the idea that there's, there's a lot of loss that we can experience in life different kinds of things that change and things that are different for us or the loss of a loved one, and then how going through the holidays can make that a really difficult period. And so I want you to know the staff is praying for you in all that you're going through. Uh, In fact, I have permission from his family to share with you that our brother in Jesus, Lee Suderman, passed away on Monday. And so our church family goes through these, these ups and downs of life, these rhythms of life, the, the things that we grieve, the times that we have joy, and all the above. And so uh, we want you to know if you did not already hear about Lee's passing. And uh, as you think of that, and as, as we thank God that he is enjoying the presence of Jesus, uh, would you think of his family? Would you pray for Marilyn, his wife? And you may know uh, his daughter and son-in-law, Doug, and Chris Moeller's doing, and, and then they have sons as well. So be praying for the Suderman family. But we have others who've experienced uh, the the ups and downs of life this year, other kinds of loss, perhaps kids that have grown up and left home, perhaps other changes or life stages that are difficult to adjust to. Uh, We've had surgeries in our church family and other kinds of health scares. We've had the adjustment of living more isolated and and, and more separate physically from one another And, and striving to find social connection is important and I hope we're still doing that, but, but we've, we've wrestled with the, the changes of being more physically distant and, and uh, smaller gatherings and, and all of the other difficulties of 2020 that we've either experienced together as a church family or perhaps that you're experiencing individually. And, and, and what we're talking about this morning is that we're, I'm, I'm hoping to remind you and encourage you that, that Thanksgiving, giving thanks, giving thanks to our God, having this opportunity to celebrate, that doesn't ignore our many pains. God, God doesn't expect us to fake our thanksgiving. Let's see what the Bible has to say. Look in the, on the screen with me at a couple places where the Bible talks about giving thanks, and let's see what's kind of in these verses. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 
says, give thanks in all, oh, it is up there, awesome. Give thanks in all circumstances, in all circumstances. See, the, the assumption there isn't give thanks when you feel like it, give thanks when you're happy, give thanks when everything's going okay. It says give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And then Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. There's, there's things that God knows are difficult and that we will be anxious about. But look where he takes us. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. See, see God's word and in, in this invitation to be thankful and to recognize God as our provider and as our generous father, this invitation to that doesn't ignore our pain. He's, God is well aware of what you're going through, church family. And he invites you to thankfulness anyway. Because you would look at Philippians 4, 6 there, and you would almost see that, that praying with thanksgiving, praying with a thankful heart is really almost offered as a solution there, as a, as a way to solve the, the anxiety and the difficulties and the pains that we go through. So, so asking for God's help, even we can do that. We can even ask God to help us give thanks. Ask God for, for the grace. Ask God for the strength to be thankful, to come to him in prayer with a thankful heart. Because I think as we do, as we learn to give thanks in all circumstances, that's a way that Jesus even further captures our heart and helps us to live for him and, 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 and begins and continues that transforming work of making us more like Jesus. Uh, there's an author who wrote this. I saw this quote this week. Clarissa Mole wrote, wrote this. Our holiday gatherings will look different this year. Amen. <laughs> she wrote, our holiday gatherings will look different this year. Unrest and disease and lost jobs darken the joys of the season. But she continues, hear this, church family. Regardless of our circumstances, though, we can praise God for his grace that keeps us, his hand that guides us, and for the freedom he offers us in Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. So, so Thanksgiving has been this past week, and we've had the opportunity to celebrate that. And, and, and no matter where your heart is, where your, your joy level is, I hope you had opportunity to reflect this past week and to give thanks to God and to exercise that, that spiritual discipline of prayer with thankfulness. Um, so we wanted to spend time together today talking about being thankful. But we're also really, in a lot of ways, you'll see this morning in our worship gathering, we're also kicking off the Christmas season. Woohoo! Anyone? Merry Christmas, church family. Hey, I, you know, after Thanksgiving, I can start, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, I can start. Merry Christmas. And, uh, and I'm excited to begin our series here for the uh, next few Sundays. We're calling it Christmas Joy. And, and really, though, we're going to have some of the same challenges I talked about with being thankful, right? As we look ahead to Christmas, uh, some of us are ready to celebrate all month long. Some of us started listening to Christmas carols two weeks ago, right? But perhaps others of us, due to some of the struggles and the pain and the difficulties that may be going on around us, or even just busyness, being overwhelmed by our, 
our busy lives or the things that distract us. Perhaps the, for, for those reasons, some of us are not necessarily ready for Christmas, not, not sure we're in the mindset to celebrate the arrival of Jesus, the birth of Christ, the, the coming of the rescuer. And, and it's okay if you're not. It's okay if you're ready to celebrate, and it's okay if you're not. Um, there's a uh, devotional book, a, a, a Christmas uh, devotional book that I began reading recently, and it's by a, a pastor, author, teacher named David Mathis. And he points out some things I think are interesting to think about this morning. He points out some things about that first Christmas 2,000 years ago when Jesus was born. He points out some things about that first Christmas that, that was God entering into difficult situations and people experiencing pain and God not expecting them to fake it and be happy and say Merry Christmas anyway, but God understanding and coming to us in, in our pain, in our difficulties. I mean, think about the Christmas story. You have Mary, who became the human uh, mother of the baby Jesus. You have Mary, who was betrothed to be married, but still unmarried at this time, and became pregnant. And, and she would have known that she would soon begin to show that her tummy would get, become bigger, and that people around her would know things that were true or not true. And perhaps she would know that people's eyes were watching her and that she might be experiencing judgment even though people didn't know the story, didn't know the full details, didn't know the truth. Perhaps Mary would have been concerned about those things. Well, God didn't ignore her pain. Mary found joy in, in, in trusting God. Mary knew that, that, that while her circumstances were less than ideal, joy was ahead. Christmas joy was ahead because of God. And Joseph, the, the, the human father figure in, in Jesus' life, Joseph found himself betrothed to a woman now pregnant. And sim similarly, may have felt the disgrace may have felt uh, hurt himself, may have seen his plans for the future shattered. But God didn't ignore his pain. Jo Joseph also found that joy is possible despite his circumstances. And look at this on the screen. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. As Joseph was considering these things, Joseph was thinking through the, his, his, the human circumstances around him, that his, that his unmarried uh, kind of, his, his betrothed was pregnant. He was thinking through that. He was thinking through, should I quietly divorce her? And in that moment, it says in verse 20, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. There's a whole nother sermon right there that the Holy Spirit was responsible for her conceiving a child, that this, that this shows that, that Jesus is fully man, born of a human woman, and fully God, conceived by the Holy Spirit. Jesus, the God-man. There's a whole other sermon in it, and some incredible theology of, of God taking on the flesh there. So as we think back to that first Christmas, and we think about our worship gathering together this morning. Uh, this is also the first Sunday of Advent. The, 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 the term Advent means uh, coming or the arrival. And so there's these, each Sunday before Christmas, we celebrate weeks 
of Advent. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, this opportunity to remember the first coming, Jesus' birth, his arrival, God's Son arriving into history. And so we wanna, we're going to do that in some different ways here in a few minutes as we're going to uh, light the Advent wreath candles and, and, and consider and remember that that's what, that's what we want to remember this time of year is, is, is Jesus' is coming. And that tells us something right there. The fact that we celebrate Advent, the fact that we celebrate the arrival of Jesus, right there, that tells us that God sees you, that he hears you, that he knows you. He's not ignoring your pain. He's not ignoring the circumstances you find yourself in. We have a God who knows and sees and enters in and pursues us and comes after us and comes into the world to come into our pain and circumstances so that we might find life in him, so that we might find ability to be thankful, so that we might find Christmas joy even in 2020. The gospel is the good news that God rescues sinners through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. God's rescue plan was to send his son. The gospel that we proclaim all the time at Faith Church is that it's great news that God pursues, enters in, put a rescue plan into place, and that comes through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The very next verse in Matthew, after we saw that verse a minute ago, verse 20, that talked about Joseph, the angel came and told him, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The very next verse, let's look at that. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 the angel of the Lord continues to speak to Joseph and says, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Why, church family? For he will save his people from their sins. That's good news. That's entering into our pain, not ignoring our circumstances, sending Jesus to rescue and to save us. To life now, meaningful, rich, full, abundant life now. And yes, Life eternal in the presence of God. The birth we celebrate, the arrival of God's Son, that first advent, is the beginning of God's rescue plan. It's the beginning of, of, of the life that Jesus lived, a life that we cannot live. Jesus lived without sin, the life that we cannot live. He died the death that we deserve for our sin, and he was raised again from death to life to show that we too can have life in Christ. That birth we celebrate, that first advent, when Jesus arrived, that birth we celebrate was the beginning of, of Jesus' earthly life as he fulfilled his mission on earth. And you know what? The whole time Jesus was on earth, his life was a bed of roses and everything was perfect. Dripping sarcasm, right? Hopefully that comes through. Isaiah 53.3 on the screen tells us that Jesus was despised. This is, a, this is a, a verse years and years and years before Christ, but talking about the coming Messiah, the coming rescuer, and described what would end up being true about Jesus' life. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So life was painful for Jesus and challenging. And yet, Jesus had a deep, deep joy to sustain him through his earthly life, 
through the difficulties, through the rejection, through ultimately being nailed to a cross. His life was painful and challenging. Uh, David Mathis writes this, Christmas doesn't ignore our many pains. Neither does it bid us to wallow in them. Christmas takes our pains and difficulties seriously and reminds us that our God has seen our pain and hears our cries for help and he himself has come to deliver us. We don't have to fake it. We don't have to put on a happy face for the holidays. I I hope God will bring you joy and thankfulness as we celebrate and remember his coming. But it's okay if your heart's not there all the time because Jesus enters in. Because, because God doesn't ignore our pains and our circumstances. He sees us and hears us, and he comes to rescue. And because of that, we followers of Jesus, because of that, we can be like the words of 2 Corinthians 6. We, as followers of Jesus, can be like Jesus and, and be sorrowful, yet also rejoicing. That life's circumstances sometimes are to be grieved. And that sometimes we will have difficulty and pain. We can be sorrowful, yet always rejoicing because true Christmas joy isn't something we manufacture, but is something that comes from following and trusting in our great God. We too can be sorrowful, yet also rejoicing. We will experience the pain and difficulties of life, church family. But Christmas joy... True, deep, deep joy that sustains us is found in Jesus Christ. Father God, we thank you for your love for us. Father God, we thank you for uh, this this holiday season. Whether we are surrounded by joy, whether our hearts are, are, are shouting a joyful noise right now or not, God, we thank you for this holiday season. We thank you for opportunities on the calendar to think of you. We thank you that a couple of days ago, we we had a day on the calendar that that reminded us to be thankful. And now, God, we look forward a few weeks to Christmas, to the celebration of your birth, and we thank you, God, for this holiday season that's a reminder that, that we do, we want to be intentional. God, would you help us to be intentional and aware and thinking and planning for Christmas, not just in running around buying stuff, but God, would you help us to prepare for Christmas by preparing our hearts to find all that we need in you, to remember the glorious truth that you didn't leave us stuck in our sin and separated from you, but that you enacted a rescue plan to send your son who entered in, who came into this world to show us the way to God. God, we thank you. And may we, we pray that you would give us grace, that you would help us to find joy no matter our circumstances. We, we, we pray for your help, God, to, to, to give us hope for the future, to give us joy uh, that sustains us. No matter what our circumstances are, may we find that joy and that hope in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.